0: Yelizaveta is an international relations student at Taras Shevchenko National University, living and from the Kiev region, Ukraine. She is interested in NGOs and communication, and she is the head of the Institute of International Relations Debate Club. She is a Tech for All student advisor alumna, a member of the Debate Federation of Ukraine, an active worker in the field of NGOs management, the co author of Teach for All's ebook, What Leadership Do We Need Now? And the top student of the year 2022 2023. Lisa, how are you today?
1: Hi, thanks for having me today. I'm super excited for this uh, talk for this conversation. And uh, I really want Uh, I really share the ideas of the podcast and I think that women deserve to be well represented.
0: Thank you. I'm honored. I feel blessed and lucky to have you here and very curious, really very curious about you as a person. So I'll begin with this nice first question. I'm not sure whether it's easy, but at least it's simple, which is if your friends, the people who know you best and love you most could describe your personality, what would they say about you?
1: I really love this question because uh, it is full of you know, self-awareness and I really love that. Uh, so I say my friends would probably say that I am outgoing and sometimes my head is in the clouds, but I'm walking on the earth. <laughs> so uh, I think big and I really try to act big. And uh, the people who know me, they notice this as well. Uh, but still, I'm a very easy person to communicate with. Uh, and uh, I love to share a good conversation uh, or to think uh, of something great uh, and to think how we can do this world a better place to live. Uh, but I also can talk about music and such uh, daily things. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably my answer.
0: Thank you. I love that answer. And it makes me wonder, because too many people at some point in their life, they don't have their head in the cloud anymore. They give up. They feel, oh no, the big dreams are impossible. Let's just live a, a realistic life. But in reality, it kills their soul. How did you find that seemingly almost uh, expected tendency for every person to face some difficulties and then give up on all their dreams for some reason how do you stay a dreamer in a world where many people give up way too soon
1: uh so actually this question is really interesting because uh there are moments when i also give up uh and they do not last forever Uh, But still uh, it it, uh, has become very noticeable for me especially when I entered the university uh, because uh, my uh, major is very connected to unexpected changes, to uh, some disappointment and so on, because I study international relations and things change too fast. And uh, one day you dream of a prosperous future for the world, you believe in the United Nations, and then the second day everything crushes and falls apart. Uh, and um, I think the way uh, that helped me go through this, and feel that we still can dream uh, and we still can think big, uh, is uh, when I realized that um, there are people who achieved something that you dream of. There are people who found the way uh, how to implement your dreams in real life. Uh, and uh, somehow, they found out how uh, to make all of that work. Uh, and uh, when I started to gain more experience in my life, uh, when I um, kind of started growing out of that uh, childish perspective of the world, uh, I realized that sometimes uh, dreams are not only dreams, that uh, they are uh, your final goal. Uh, And all you need to do is uh, just some strategy and you need to meet some people. You need to find out your next steps. Uh, And that's it. So uh, I started to perceive dreams as something more realistic uh, and uh, as something that I can actually work on. Uh, So yeah, uh, this uh, thought keeps me, um, keeps me dreaming. Uh, And uh, I believe that uh, one day I will be able, uh, and not just me, many people that surround me uh, will be able to achieve uh, something that uh, was their dream in the past.
0: Thank you. And I love that you mentioned it's about meeting some people. How different is that compared to making friends? Is it similar that you make friends, but you're together changing the world? Is it more that you convince and portray a vision that people feel excited about and so you work together, although it's not really friends, but more as colleagues working towards a better future? Or how is that? Because some people might be confused. They say... Oh, no, I don't even know how to make friends because friendship, I didn't make friends since childhood. It's uh, or a university. It's so easy there, but outside it's so complicated. So how can you explain the difference so that women who want to change the world will understand how is that networking similar or different to simply the way they made friends before?
1: I would say that uh, making friends and making partners are very, very different things, uh, especially for me personally. And I really felt that when I entered the field of uh, NGOs and NGO management, uh, my uh, circle of friends is very, very small uh but i still know a lot of people who can help me uh implement some projects or uh to um help me find some solutions or uh people who i can work with on some vision as you mentioned uh so basically you just um You know, you just collect some contacts uh, or you ask people you already know uh, about whether they know a person who is eager to uh, change the world in this particular way that you are dreaming of. Uh, And uh, you just contact them and uh, you're saying, Hi, um, my name is so-and-so, and and, uh, I heard you are a very great so-and-so, and and, um, I have this vision, maybe we could work on that. Uh, and yeah, you don't really have to invest uh, in those relationships, uh, like you do with your friends. You don't need to be like very emotional or you don't really need to share your personal experiences or maybe, uh, I don't know, something that bothers you and you wouldn't like to share that, uh, with people. You can just work on changes, uh, and, uh, that, uh, in most cases, uh, this, uh, shared goal and shared vision is, uh, is enough, uh, because, uh, you know, uh, why you are working together, why you know each other and, uh, how you, uh, both can help each other.
0: Thank you, Lisa. That's. Really, really cool, but I'll play the devil's advocate a little bit. (laughs) You know, some people who often don't change the world, they're a bit stuck in their ways, they would criticize that and they will say, look, we didn't vote for you or give you permission to change the world and how you see fit. Who made you the right person to decide what is positive for the world or what is negative? maybe I like pollution, maybe I like to just uh, uh, have uh, GMO food, or maybe I love corruption, or whatever it is. So what would be your answer to such people who say, oh, you're the one who's judging what is positive? I didn't tell you it is positive for me, so why are you doing it? Which can be something that some women can worry about the criticism that people tell them oh who are you to believe your idea is good enough etc uh
1: first of all um we all can uh, should remember that uh criticism is inevitable so you will hear it almost uh, almost uh, during each uh, stage of your life or of your activities and so on and uh it is very normal, like people can say either that you are doing too much or that you are doing not enough uh, and so on, or maybe you are doing the wrong thing. Uh, but actually, um, in a professional field of change makers, <laughs> I would say uh, that's like this, um, there are two um, common truths First uh is that uh there always will be a need for advocacy. Uh what is advocacy is the process of uh, communication uh with uh, your like target groups, uh the groups uh towards which uh, your uh, change making uh is uh, directed. Uh and uh second um Criticism uh, sometimes uh, is a positive sign that your work is noticed uh, by someone. Uh, And, of course, uh, you uh, will need to uh, do some analysis uh, to find out whether your solution is appropriate, uh, whether it works in this uh, society, in this community. Uh, But if some people just come to you and say hey we don't need any equality or maybe we don't need your solutions we are fine with bad education and so on uh it's very important to like refer to your vision uh to make sure that uh, other people like your partners your colleagues the people who you are working with on that they share this as well uh and uh, that you uh, have the support of the community uh most Uh, in which you're going to implement that. Uh, But I would say that dialogue is um, an important um, part of uh, any change-making. I would say it's the framework for everything, so you cannot uh, go and change someone's life uh, without their permission. Uh, But uh, still, you will need to... um, Find out if that criticism uh, is constructive, uh, if it uh, is true, uh, if uh, it has some um, rational to this, uh, to that. Uh, And uh, yeah, that's probably all Uh, you just uh, sometimes you need to rely on yourself and uh, on your vision. but uh, still a dialogue um, is a solution to a lot of problems. And uh, through advocacy, for instance, you can explain to those people who say that pollution is good for them. Uh, you can say, uh, well, will you say that in 50 years when uh, you will run out of your breath very quickly because the air is so polluted? Uh, or for, for instance, uh, will you say that you are okay with bad education? And corrupted education system if your grandchildren uh, will not be able to read uh, or to find uh, decent jobs because their education level is so low Um, and will you uh, be good with uh, bad doctors who cannot uh, cure your illnesses because they don't know how to do that because of uh, corrupted systems uh, and so on Uh, it doesn't uh, necessarily involve Wolf's, uh, like uh, debate, for instance, uh, but uh, you really need to like um, to show what is your position, to understand their position, and to find uh, some common ground between them.
0: Thank you. And is that the definition of advocacy, or how would you explain it to normal people who might not be involved with NGOs or with international relations and debating? They're like what do you mean advocacy it sounds fancy we're simple people with simple lives so how can you explain it to them is it that that you uh, share your perspective understand their perspective find common grounds or what does it mean specifically in the way that you want to apply it to change the world
1: basically i would agree with your uh, definition uh so uh, advocacy is the process of communication when you represent your ideas when you try to explain why do you believe in them uh and uh you uh try um to uh, make that explanation, find the uh, right people, the target groups, so that uh, they feel uh, they have enough information about what you are going to do and uh, to support your further actions. Uh, so basically, uh, by advocacy, you uh, promote your activities uh, and you make them more visible because sometimes you may have a, a very great uh, big idea, but no one knows about that and no one can support you uh, In as a consequence. Uh, Uh, So uh, basically, uh, advocacy has two purposes, first of all, to demonstrate your idea, to open it to the world, and second, to uh, make sure that your idea is supported and and, uh, that you can go on with that.
0: Thank you. And you spoke very eloquently, of course, about everything that you're involved with, at the same time what are your current goals or current visions to help people around you help your community help ukraine what are you working on so that you share your vision with maybe some people who are listening who could be interested as well Uh,
1: so basically my main um, focus focus is on education Uh, And uh, it doesn't necessarily imply the regular education in schools uh, but also education in general, uh, like enlightening. Uh, and other (laughs) similar synonyms Uh, so to illustrate my activities better um, I can uh, name several projects I'm working on currently Uh, so uh, first of all uh, I am an alumna of uh, Teach for All which is an international network uh, of um, national NGOs uh, that that are working on the uh, issue of uh, education equality Uh, so uh, what did I do Uh, I uh, spoke um, from the position of uh, a student uh, and uh, I proposed my solution as a student to the problems that are in the um, education system uh, because uh, it is really important um, because uh, students are um, usually They are not included in the process uh, of uh, decision making, uh, and uh, that makes uh, the system not adapted to their needs. Uh, So uh, I was uh, making sure that uh, everything a student need is uh, heard and uh, taken into account Um uh, so that uh, is my first activity uh i uh this project is currently on hold uh because uh, i have already graduated and um I'm too old for being a student advisor (laughs) in schools Uh, jokes aside uh, I still um, provide some advice uh, but not as regularly as I did and I uh, moved on to uh, next projects which uh, are also uh, which uh, make me feel passionate about them Uh, so uh, I volunteer for two NGOs Uh, one of them is uh, Kyiv not Kyiv, which which is an online media that uh, shows uh, opens ukraine to the world uh, and uh, speaks about ukraine's history ukraine's uh, background context and so on so that uh, foreign audiences can understand what is ukraine uh, aside from war uh, aside from uh, good people and uh, fine cuisine uh, so we uh, make uh, deeper dives and uh, we really want to, uh, w- we really want the world to know Ukraine uh, and to understand it better so they uh, can love it more. Uh, so I uh, work with them as a volunteer and also I volunteer at the NGO STEM is Fem. Uh, which uh, also promotes uh, gender equality in the field of uh, STEM sciences. Uh, And uh, they um, encourage Ukrainian uh, girls and young uh, women uh, to uh, choose uh, the professional path they uh, really uh, feel passionate about by that uh, but they cannot uh, join it because of stereotypes or maybe um, a small uh female representation in the field and so on uh, i am not a stem student but i share their goal and i think that uh, we as a society should do everything in our power to Unleash the potential of youth. Uh, So, uh, I also work with them and I uh, help them uh, develop uh, and uh, involve more uh, young women and uh, girls. Uh, So, to sum up, uh, I believe that um, information is power and education is a key to information. Uh, And uh, it also helps uh, show uh, all the Prospects uh, all the all different paths uh, that uh, a person can choose to uh, go with. Uh, so um, I believe that uh, change in education uh, can solve. Uh, a lot of problems uh that uh, stem from education uh and uh, or from lack of it or maybe uh, from problems in education and so on uh so um as i grow professionally i still plan to work with education to work with uh non-governmental uh programs because they are closer to um local communities to um to society, uh, to people at large. uh, And uh, yeah, we really need those um, civic efforts uh, in order to to proceed with that change-making.
0: Thank you. And I love what you shared about how you are communicating to the world about Ukraine that is beyond the war and uh, good people as well. At the same time, as a Ukrainian, you have experienced the full-scale invasion of February twenty-fourth. So it's important to share your story so people realize how did you experience that day? Did you believe it, not believe it? That and uh, now and after twenty twenty, like we're way way uh, ahead in the future, something like that could happen. How did you feel? How did your friends and family react? And importantly, did it change you as a person? Maybe it made you more grateful or unable to plan too much for a while because all plans were destroyed. Or how was that experience and your evolution because of it from then till today?
1: So, yeah, my story is uh, very interesting because uh, I'm an international relations student and um, Generally, I should have uh, known more about the war situation and the military threat to our country, but, uh, you know a few weeks before the invasion i was very much advocating the idea that no war will happen because it is so illogical it is so um uh, it will take too much resources from the russian federation and they will not go for it because who would like to kill their own country and so on uh, like uh, i was on the uh, logical side of the problem Uh, And uh, that kind of blinded me uh, and I did not expect the invasion. Uh, and uh, when I was um, when the invasion started uh, I was in a different region from my uh, hometown uh, and uh, I woke up, I wanted to go to the lessons but I saw a lot of notifications a lot of missed calls like I didn't know what happened uh, and uh, I first saw um, two messages, uh, one from my best friend, uh, she She asked me if I were all right, uh, and uh, she asked me to, to contact, uh, to um, reach out to her uh, whenever I can, as soon as possible. Uh, and the second message was from my boyfriend. He told me that he hopes everything will be all right and uh, that uh, everything, like he uh, didn't specify what everything uh, will end soon and so on. And I was super confused and then uh, only then I uh, decided to check the news and then i saw that russia started a war uh and uh, yeah everything became clear and uh i called my uh family back in my hometown to ask if they were all right because my hometown is in the Kiev region and it suffered a lot it's, it is actually in the bucha district so uh yeah it was partially destroyed uh during the first month of uh, the war Uh, of the full-scale invasion. And uh, fortunately, I was uh, on another side of the country, which was kind of more safe, but still. Uh, And I called my family to ask if they were all right. I called my grandma which was in the hospital with COVID like you know uh, February 24th uh, of uh, 2022 was the day when COVID like disappeared because there were more important problems and I called her in the hospital and she was like uh, as cool as cucumber she told me everything will be alright She is not afraid of anyone especially of the Russians uh, like uh, as if they They didn't bother her at all, and she was, she really had that heart of steel back then. Uh, and I called my dad and I was so overwhelmed that I began crying and he told me not to cry. Like, why am I crying? They will fight for me. They will defend me uh, and uh, everything will be okay. Uh, my dad joined the um, territorial defense forces like the very first days. So he was there. He was in Bucha. He was in Irpin. He was in Borodanka, in all the places that were destroyed and uh, attacked. Uh, and uh, and now he is uh, in the regular armed forces of Ukraine uh, And uh, he is about to uh, go to the front line uh, So, uh, yeah, I felt uh, the most wide range of emotions I could uh, I physically was safe uh, But there was uh, a lot of unease uh on my soul uh and inside me uh and i really questioned every life choice i had made uh like especially my major international relations i uh was uh, watching those uh, un sessions uh till the midnight uh and i heard nothing uh i was super disappointed and uh all the Foreign aid was coming so slow, to my opinion, like I, I was outraged. Uh, and now I perceive everything in a more logical way uh, because everyone got used to the full-scale invasion uh, and uh, everyone is uh, more calm than a year ago. Uh, but um, I still think that uh, this experience was... Um, life-changing, uh, and, uh, you asked me if I feel, uh, like my personality has uh, changed or no, and I would say that I have definitely changed since, uh, last year. Um, I have become more mature, uh, and I, um, realized that this world is not as, uh, perfect as I thought, uh, and I, um, I used to think that we live uh, that right now we live in the best time possible uh with all those um, informational technologies development uh, and so on and healthcare improvements uh but um does that matter uh if your neighbor is uh, has gone insane and invaded your country and tries to like um uh, to, to, uh, to kill everyone in your country, uh, to kill all the people regardless of their sex, age, uh, life status, position, uh, their, uh, place of residence and so on. Uh, and, uh, I started to appreciate life more. Uh, and I have become, um, unable to make, uh, like, you know, uh, long-term plans. <laughs> because uh i uh, first of all i think uh if uh, the situation will allow me to live uh, to move on uh to uh make uh, life choices and so on uh but um after a lot of um reflections uh and a lot of thinking i came to a conclusion that i do move in the right direction uh that i need to keep going uh with the with every my life decision that I questioned uh, last year uh, and uh, that I really need to uh, put my every effort and uh, everything from my visions for the future um, for the benefit of my country. And it is very possible. Like, um, you know, uh, as I said, information is the key to everything and you can um, use information as your weapon Uh, And uh, as your tool uh, to everything, you can uh, open the doors with information and so on. Unfortunately, I am not able to defend my country physically because uh, I lack uh, training. But I still do uh, everything in my capacity and in my capabilities to um, find the way to uh, make my country somehow stronger.
0: Thank you so much, Lisa, that was really moving. And all I can say is Slava Ukraini.
1: Here I am Slava.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your voice for advocating for your position and points. And thank you for being part of this podcast and inspiring other women with your story and your energy. I wish you all the success in the world. And thank you for participating.
1: Thank you so much for having me it was uh, a great time a great conversation and i hope it inspires uh, some uh, people and uh, women especially uh, to uh, make uh, the decisions they were afraid of and to um, share their stories share their experience and uh, become better people